Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are well. I'm coming to you off the back end of the Scottish season. That is the last show done, uh, BPA, British Physique Alliance show, um, this past Sunday. We had one athlete going in and managed to pick up second in the medium class bodybuilding. So that was a solid run of eight shows in um, six weeks. I think like some people are like there's talks of like a UK BFF show going on in May. However, if I'm honest, I think that that'll probably get cancelled. Um, there's just not been any any talk um, confirmation of it really on on socials. But um, an incredible run. An incredible six weeks and a, a six weeks that I felt quite um, quite sad to, to come to the end of. It was kind of bittersweet because it was sad, but it was exciting at the same time. Why was it sad? You know, we had had a, a strong core of athletes do almost every single one of those shows or maybe like, you know, between three to, well, Chris did eight, <laughs> but the majority of them did at least three to about five or six shows. Um, we all stayed at Premier Inns, um, which is a hotel here in the UK, or we all stayed at Airbnbs. Um, we all had, uh, you know, double espressos or flat whites from McDonald's early in the morning at 5am. We all did um, check-ins at, God, sometimes it was, it was like quarter to five. McDonald's coffees at five. Um, and yeah, it was just such a... Such a buzz uh, to, to capture like it all on film. Uh, Emily from 44 Visuals flying her up from London. Um, well, she flew from London, but picking her up from the airport, dropping her off, um, capturing it all, like overall wins. Um, tough losses, of course, pro, like pro cards being awarded. It's just been awesome, you know, to, to, to know that we've had 58 top threes in, uh, in now six weeks is amazing. Like, me personally, that sort of trumps like the entire season last year <laughs> for, for me. Albeit that's me and Ali's results combined. My, my share of it, which is about 48 of the, the 58, um, that beats my total placings for the, the, the whole of last year's season, which is pretty um, pretty incredible, really special as well. But I'm just incredibly grateful to be a part of um, the past six weeks. And But then I kind of get excited because some of the athletes will return next season. Um then we have the rest of the season ahead, you know, starting down south, uh, UKP show in Kent. We have two athletes competing across the brand um, and we have some some amazing athletes the rest of the year. So it's been a great start, but we also have the rest of the year to kind of go. Um, and a lot of the people that have competed this past Scottish season, they'll be back next season with the 2024 squad who's already looking um, strong and like there's more, there's more competitors next year as well. Which would be awesome, but it kind of led me to um, today's uh, podcast, which I guess is kind of similar to what I'd done uh, a couple of podcasts ago, which was discussing how you peak for um, two shows in the in the same weekend. Well, what I thought I would do is I would give you a rundown of one of the athletes I'm going to use is is Chris, um, because he did all of the eight shows, and I think it'd be cool for you to understand, like. Our decision making of how we peaked, why we peaked, the decisions that we made, um, the results that came from that and hopefully you could take from that a little bit of an insight that you don't necessarily need to do the same thing week to week, um, things we did right, maybe things that we look back and do differently um, and just more of an insight to, to what I'm like as a coach and how things work, how things work. So Chris 
as a, one of the athletes that was incredibly successful this Scottish season, he did all of the eight shows. And if you include like the overall wins, I'm sure it was like 11 firsts, three seconds, you know, three pro cards across three different federations. Um, it was really cool to, to see, you know, his, his first, um, his first, you know, his overall wins, two of them. Um, I wasn't there for the first one, but I was there for the second one and he never won an overall up to this date. So that was incredibly cool to be part of. Um, but his first show was, was Granite. Now with Chris, we've now done 18 shows together. So it was really, really easy, or it is really, really easy to peak him and to know how his body works. So what I'll tend to do with the bigger bodybuilders, you could easily load these guys over three days, right? But what I tend to do is going into their that first show is I tend to reverse them out. And by that, I mean, we get to a point by the time it gets to two weeks out, there's no cardio in, and then I slowly start pushing up their baseline calories. So let's say like the day before uh, we started loading for granite, um, he was having like 450 grams of carbs a day for like a good few days up till that. So by that point, stress levels were low, um, we, you know, fatigue was dropped, and we just knew that, right, we could go 1,000 gram of carbs on the Friday, 1,000 gram of carbs on the Saturday, um, and jobs are good and out. On those days, he has about 130 grams of fat, 300 gram of protein, uh, which that total protein is very similar to what he would usually have normally. Um, but bear in mind that when we carb load, you get a lot of incomplete proteins that would usually bump that up. So because of those incomplete incomplete proteins, I pulled down the total amount of his complete. So let's say per meal, his usual chicken was 160 grams. Well, we pulled that down to like 90 there thereabouts because... You know, maybe he was having three bagels and there was a good 30 grams of incomplete proteins coming from that. So you would usually tend to drop protein uh, when you're loading. And I guess that's what we did from a whole source. But the actual total protein was effectively, you could say, the same. So I stayed with Chris at Granite um, in the Airbnb the night before the show. So I was able to just see it meal by meal what we kind of thought he needed. Um, I think on the second night we actually pushed in a little bit more than we had originally planned for. Um, which was just literally like an extra like 75 gram of carb. He used a quarter azide on the, the Friday night, he used a quarter on the Saturday night, and then he used a quarter throughout the night, um, and then he was pretty much good to go when he woke up. And then for him, one thing that digests really well is oats. So his meals were like oats, whey, jam, peanut butter, and then we'd often chuck in a banana with that as well, which kind of equated to about 100 gram of carb just over. And then he'd often have like three caramel rice cakes on the side, the snack jack ones, of course, which are... The goat, uh, not your council ones that you'll get out of Tesco's, uh, like Tesco's own camel rice cakes, the proper ones, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and per meal on show day, he would have roughly um, about three of them. We wouldn't always have the rice cakes in there, but three of them with um, about two grams of pink salt in each one. Uh, you Roughly about a litre of fluid in each meal as well. Remember, if you're using pharmaceutical diuretics, like you have to keep fluid going in, you also have to keep salt going in. So he was having about two grams Per meal, what I should have said was with both those days, he had roughly about 11 litres of fluid and about 12 grams of salt on each and every single day. Uh, we used a little bit of aldactone throughout the day at Granite as well. I think we dropped a couple. And then what that did, um, it gave him a first and then we narrowly missed out in the overall. And it was just a, it was a two-horse race really for the overall. Um, and credit to the winner, it was well-deserved. He's very bubbly, very round and a good bodybuilder. And then we just knew we were kind of going to be going against him the same guy in, the, in a couple of weeks later at PCA. But anyway, so that was show number one. Show number two, which was so it was a Sunday uh, show at Granite to then the following Sunday, which was um, FMC. No apologies. 
It was uh, the it was the following Saturday. So, what that meant was we had needed to pull down in between um, to get in a position to load again, right? So, Chris's baseline car is roughly about two thousand four hundred, um, which is about two hundred thirty gram of carb, fats maybe thirty, protein again up at three hundred grams now. Cardio would go straight in, so he'd go straight back in at like say thirty minutes of cardio, and he'd do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and by the by the time it got to the Wednesday, he was already pretty close to baselining. Now bear in mind when you use diuretics, there's always a little bit of a rebound. With Chris, we we didn't really tend to see too much of rebound. We did see a little bit. We struggled to get a little bit of a drop sometimes day one, and then it'd come like tumbling downward. And then it would get to the um, Thursday and the Friday, obviously the days that we um, the days that we were loading, um, and he was pretty much baseline back to the same point he was at before uh, granite. So we just r- literally did the same thing, the same, the exact same carb load that we had done because it had worked previously, um, and we knew it would work again. And that was probably Chris's first big shot at winning overall. Um, we knew the, the the athletes that were going, and he did. He got, um, I think it was like three first because he did a couple of bodybuilding classes, um, did classic classic bodybuilding as well, um, and then he won the overall. So that was wicked. And again, it was the same process of using like the cortisone, uh, the the Thursday night, the Friday night, and then halfway through the the Friday night itself, and aldactone on the show. Actually, I don't think he used aldactone at FMC. Um, because I wasn't there, usually I was giving him aldactone when I was there. Uh, we may have used another cortadazide. Um, either way, we did use we did use something. Um, so then you kind of go right. So PCA was the following Sunday, so it meant he could kind of have eight days. So he'd go in and was able to try hit a little bit of a lower session the Sunday prior to PCA. Now with PCA, PCA um, was so show number three. That was Chris's like Olympia. That was his big show. I showed always wanted to do. Um, I showed always wanted to win, compete in, uh, but I had never done it before. I'd always kind of competed um, down south or earlier shows or, you know, COVID cancelled stuff and whatnot. And we just knew who was going to be in his class. And we thought, right, we knew he was really sharp and we wanted to make sure that we came in as sharp as we possibly could. So this is where we changed stuff. Um, so as you said, shows one and two did the same thing. Show number three, we changed it. So what we done is um, the, the PCA was the Sunday. So we again did the whole baseline calories, cardio on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Was out by the Thursday, but this time obviously we were loading Friday, Saturday. We went 1,200 gram of carb on the fr- uh, Friday. So a couple hundred grams more. And then on the Saturday, we went 850. So actually planned for 800. So again, very similar totals to what we had done. Like over the course of the two days, it was still like 2,000 gram of carb. But a little bit less. Help his midsection. Get him coming in nice and full, but a little bit sharper. Um, and then on show day, we used like 100 gram of carb per meal, opposed to 140. And, he, and again, what we were met with was a similar result. He, he got first uh, in that one. No overall. For uh, for that overall, though, what we did uh, was we we tried to come a little bit fuller, so we gave him like a, a packet of Haribo sweets before the overall. Uh, 10 hours of insulin, and he came in like so bursting full. But Gaz, uh, credit to him, he was the the, the, the outright winner um, on that day. But again, we were trialing something different to see, right, okay, can we hang with him? Can we even get close? Uh, the answer was no on that one, but uh, we did use aldactone throughout the day. 
particularly after, after the rolling. You're thinking, Von, well, why are you switching from Dazide to Aldactone? It, it just, like, the Dazide, for someone as muscle as Chris, it just sucks them down too much. And we actually learnt that at a, a show later on, um, which I'll get to in a second. But, yeah, it just sucks them down too much. But I find that, I've just found throughout the season that the use of Aldactone show day just helps maintain that drier look opposed to sucking someone down more like Dazai does, because Dazai's that little bit stronger. Some of you may be thinking, Von, well, what were you doing the day after these shows, the night of these shows? What was Chris doing? So once Chris had competed on like a Sunday at PCA, the, the orders were just like, have the night off, like go eat whatever you want. So effectively there was like three three days of a lot of food going in the tank. He would pull down for four or five, and before you know it, he was kind of loading, uh, loading up again for the next show. So that was three shows done um, and, you know, he, he hadn't necessarily been beat as of yet. So we had less turnaround time. So PCA was a Sunday, NFM UK was the Saturday, but he'd really kicked the arse out of it with food after PCA. So I thought, right, we're probably only going to need to have one day of loading. So we thought, right, we'll go one day of like, you know, 1200 grams of carbs and that'll be fine. It gets to the Thursday, and this is no joke, guys. It gets to the Thursday, the same protocol, cardio in, baseline calories, blah, 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 blah. Um, gets to the Thursday, and he messaged me, saying, hey, Vaughn, I've, I've almost hit my, my lowest weight of prep. Um, I was like, fuck. But he was like, right, I've taken rice with me, I've taken this with me to work. So what it meant was we were able to get in a lot more food, because I said, right, well, we actually need to load over two days then, if that's what we're going to do. Um, so... The first day at NFM UK was like 800 gram of carb and the second day we went 11.50. Now, what it meant was the look on Saturday, it was the fullest I'd ever seen him in, in his entire competitive career. But his midsection was a little bit spilled uh, because of how, how we had ran things in food volume from the day before. Um, which was, I guess, frustrating, but it meant that um, I don't think it changed the result because he, he, you know, he won uh, the bodybuilding class. He won his pro status and that. He won his pro status at FMC as well. But um, when it got to the overall overall bodybuilding or the pro bodybuilding, he came second to, to Craig Gomer, who um, is an incredible athlete and has, has won multiple times, multiple overalls this season. Great guy. But um, yeah, we we didn't know that we would be going against him. Um, and this was, we knew we were going against him later on in the season, so we learned from that. And then again, I'll tell you what we did differently. Um, I, I talked about NFM UK and Lockgelly, what we'd done um, afterward because it was a Saturday, Sunday show. You know, he went away, had a McDonald's, burger and chips, chicken or chicken burger and chips, a couple of those, and then chicken and rice meal later. Woke up on the Sunday, uh, pretty dry, pretty lean. Uh, he won. Lockgelly won his class, uh, came third in the overall, which was a bit of a... We were, we were both a bit scunnered at that. That was probably like what we felt was his... Um, one of his best opportunities to win overall that season but it didn't happen so obviously as you always do you take everything on uh, on the chin again kicked our out of it on the the Sunday night so bear in mind we've had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday worth of food going in so we knew like right okay after a lot of galley the, du- the double show back to back right we've got another double double header the following weekend what do we you know how much more food do we need we both agreed we need less uh, we were coming in against one competitor who we knew we were leaner than um, we didn't necessarily need to come and burst in full so we thought right what we'll do is we'll go Thursday Friday load and we'll just go 850 850 and 
I saw him the night before. He, he came to my house. He was in Dundee staying with another athlete. And uh, it was a great look, brilliant look. You know, on the Saturday, we uh, we took second, uh, which was unfortunate because we'd beat that same competitor a couple weeks before. Um, but that's part of bodybuilding, right? Losing's part of the sport. We, You know, that night we sat and compared those stage photographs versus the, the photographs from Granite, that first show. And uh, condition was exactly the same. Fullness was exactly the same. We literally looked shot for shot. So here, here we were... Um, you know, six six show in, comparing it to the first show, um, and the look was very much the same because we sat and chatted. Okay, right, why did we get beat? Let's look at it logically. Did we do something wrong? And we sat and looked and says, "No, nah, we didn't. We we're happy with the look. We just we just got beat." Uh, but similar to what we done the, the week before uh, with UQP, the following day, we uh, we put in a McDonald's, um, which was like a chicken wrap, a couple of chicken wraps and chips or whatever it was. And later on, he had. Um, he had a chicken and rice meal and then on the the Sunday so this was when we kind of learned that he didn't need to use more diazide so we like with the, the shows back to back the Saturday and the Sunday we had to continue our use of diazide through the night and continue to do it kind of twice it's at 8 o'clock at night and then 3 in the morning um, so we did that again the Saturday night into the Sunday and we thought fuck it after one meal we thought we'll use another one uh, to just see if it create a different look what it meant was that pre-judging at UKUP, even following the similar sort of meals, like the under 40 gram of carb meals per um, per meal with the usual salt and fluid, he came out pre-judging, his legs were flat. And it it just said to me, I was like, right, this is why we were just using all that tone. But after pre-judging, I went and I said, look, you need to eat, you need to get salt and fluid in. And he did. Uh, didn't matter, he won both his classes. But when he came out of the overall, um, he was much fuller, bubbler and popper and he won the overall there, and it was um, it was class to, uh, I was class to see the first time I was there to see him win an overall. Um, and UKP shows really chilled, you know they give all the athletes all pizza, and you know maybe the coaches get a couple slices as well uh, if they're backstage, which I definitely definitely sneaked. Uh, and then in hindsight, you know I, I wish we maybe ended the season there. It'd been great to go on a high, but we decided we'll go go to BPA. Um, one of Chris's good friends runs the actual federation, so he asked him to do it, which we did. And again, you know, who we thought were doing it, we thought, right, this is maybe a good opportunity for us to, to get an overall and see if we have another crack at winning an overall. Because uh, Chris had won an overall already, but he wanted to win a sword. We knew uh, midway through the week that the guy that beat him in FM UK was doing the show. We thought, right, and he was in the same bodybuilding class. So we thought, right, how can we do, can we do anything differently? To try and change the result, I and mean, what we thought is right. Well, that guy was doing a couple of classes and needed to make weight. We didn't need to make weight, so we thought right. Our only way we can try and come in and beat him is to come in, burst and full. So this was the only show that we, you know, we did the whole drop down to two thousand four hundred cardio in for three days, but we thought, um, fuck it, let's just do a three day carb load, right? So we'd only been doing two, but we thought fuck it, we'll do three. Now that was always going to work because remember. Like the times that we'd done the the load, say Friday, sorry Thursday, Friday, show Saturday and then show Sunday, like that was three, four days of eating and you'd always look great. So we decided to go eleven hundred gram of carb the Thursday, um, nine hundred gram of carb the Friday, and then seven hundred gram of carb the Saturday. Uh, again, following the whole sort of like Thursday night quarter dazide, Friday night quarter dazide, Saturday night quarter before bed, quarter during the night. Um, the fluid was the same throughout salt was the same throughout um, and what it meant was that you know he woke up on the Sunday 
little bit fuller. The, the, the most I really noticed, uh, the increased fullness was his uh, upper chest and his arms. Um, we had attempted as well um, the week before that. We pulled his test down to just 150. Chris's test was usually up at five 600, but again, wanting to do something different, we thought. For Chris, we had never pulled it down. Some guys will pull their testosterone down to try and bring out a, dryer, a bit of a drier look. And I was there on Sunday, I was looking at it, I was like that. There's no difference here in us pulling this down versus the, the, the previous sort of seven shows. But we came in a bit more, you know, a bit more bursting um, and we, we took second to the same guy, which again, fairly, you know, well-deserved. It was um, a well-deserved one for that guy. And, you know, we took second and, and ended the season there. And it was really an incredible run to be part of. And as you could see, there was some very similarities to what we did. But there was also differences based on who we knew was going, he was going to be competing against and uh, the result we wanted to get from that difference that we were doing. And I guess sometimes what we done, uh, did it pay off? Sometimes it did, other times it didn't. I think the, other, the times it didn't, it wouldn't have mattered if we had done it a different way. I think that was just the result and that was the way that it was judged and that's totally fair. Something bodybuilding like you have to understand is that losing is part of the sport and it can really hurt your pride especially when you win so much, but it's how you accept that loss that dictates your trajectory moving forward, right? You've heard me say that before. Um, you know, on paper, Chris had a tremendous season, grabbing, you know, 11 firsts and three seconds uh, or whatever it was. But um, to us, you know, the, I think those losses are the, the times coming second because uh, that's what a second is. It's, you know, your first last, right? That's the way we look at it. People don't say, oh, I won second place. No, you don't. You rewarded second place. Um, I know that's a shit way to look at it, but I think that when we look at it that way, it sets the standard for where we want to go and how good he, how good it needs to be. But I think what we just learned this season is that he just needs a bit more time. A bit more time in the oven, a bit more time cooking. Um, and he's still young. You know, he's, what, 20, 28, I think. Um, I'm 33, so he's a lot younger than I am. And he's done 18 shows. Uh, not many people can say that by the time they hit such a young age. A lot, of, Some people don't even pick up bodybuilding until they're about 40. So for him, what we've learned is like, right, the goals we had this season, we ticked them all off bar the wanting to win a sword. But we just realised, right, we're good. He's good enough to pick up those overalls that likes the FMC, the UKUP. But to get the overalls at the bigger shows, such as the PCAs or the Granites or even the even Lot Gelly, even though it was a local show, still he just needs to be bigger in the right places to be uh, undeniable and I think when we looked at some of the shots uh, one of Chris's major things this past off season was to bring up his quads he did that but they just need a little bit more but then I was looking at a lot of the shots and I was looking at his hamstrings thinking like right we need to actually shift some uh, some of our focus and priority to there than just the quads because that's where uh, I think then some of the side shot some side shot uh, side chest shots there we go uh, that's where we're kind of getting beat uh, to bring a bit more of a balanced look in the rear shots as well. Uh, the glutes were good, but the hamstrings were a little bit lacking and the adductors too. So that's what his um, focus and direction has switched to. You know, there was there was talk of the start of the season, perhaps doing the, the PC Universe in May. But, you know, I, we sat and spoke about it. It was like, right, what's the point in doing another three, four weeks when we know, like, we'll be going and maybe breaking the top three? What we want to do is we want to go and we want to be breaking breaking in for a win um, because 
look at what he's achieved this season. You know what I mean? We've taken he's taken a step up in his first first season in his open men's debut. Um and what a hell of a season it was, but I think it was it was definitely time by the time we got to the end of BPA, definitely time to just call it and say, like, right, okay, what do we need to come back next year? And I think the answer is we need about three kilos of stage weight. So he, he managed to put on six in about 14, 14 to 16 months, I think it was, between his end of his 2021 season and then that start of prep. Uh, but I think he needs another about three kilos in the right places for him to come back and just be just be fucking undeniable and very, very good. But he'll go do that. And I've seen him. I've been, I, was, I was there pretty much every leg session. Um, once, well, the one leg session, me, one leg session on his own uh, every week. He was he'd be eating a thousand gram of carbs a day daily. Uh, in between some sets, he'd be you know like have a lot of gas, belching and whatnot, and uncomfortable. But he would keep it down and he'd just get the job done. He'd, he was relentless on getting stronger. And I think that how I want to just say is for as much as in this podcast I've spoken about what we done differently show to show, the thing that got him those results was the work that he did in his off season. Right, shows are one in your off season. They're not one as you prep because if you if you start prep you don't have enough muscle mass, you end prep you're not going to have enough muscle mass right, and that'll affect your placings. But where you ensure that you come out and you win, you're undeniable, or you do well, or you, know, you place or whatever you want to do is is your willingness in the off season to really push the boundaries with your body weight, body fat, your levels of strength, your progressions, your communication with your coach, your meticulousness, methodicalness with programming and making the changes as and when you need to, and just treating it exactly like a prep now. What, what I mean by that is making sure that you, you tick those boxes and you have the same focus. Of course, in an off-season, you can have a little bit of a relaxed approach in regards to like, right, you know, if you're having fucking a cup of tea with your gran, a biscuit here or there is okay. That, that, that's not your off-plan meal for the fucking week, right? You know, sack up. But um, what I mean is just making sure that you are doing everything to your utmost ability with the, the, at the forefront of your mind, your goal. Like right from the minute that Chris stepped off stage, each leg day that we'd done, that I was there or as a push or a pull session, whatever it was, like a lot of the motivation that I gave him or I shouted at him was like, think about that fucking sword you want to get. Now, okay, it didn't happen this season, but one of his goals is win overalls, you know, and it, or think about that win that you want to get a PCA. We spoke about that 14 months away from when it happened. It was at the forefront of mind with everything he did, he did with purpose, he was on it, he was focused about the show that was coming in 14 months time and because he did that is why he had such success and it's something that I try to instill in all the athletes I work with is if you can see it in your mind you can fucking hold it in your hands I say it all the time I say it all the time particularly on concert calls with athletes that don't think they're good enough to to place I say that the reason I say that is because I've done it myself I've been there I know what it's like as an athlete, but also as a coach as well. I've worked with athletes that, you know, had two left feet, didn't think they were worthy enough to even put a bikini on on the beach, let alone put a bikini on the stage, didn't think they'd place and went and come out and won overalls um, and pro cards and wins and whatnot. And it's just incredible to see. But it all starts from just seeing it first, putting yourself in your shoes, like having a, how would say, what is the you of next year saying to yourself now? If you said to me, right, hey, Vaughn, the goal for me is I want to compete next year at this show and I want to win. Say, right, okay, what are they saying to you right now? What are they telling you to do? They're telling you to go fucking eat your meals, go fucking smash in the gym, go set PBs, go logbook, etc., etc. You always must think like that to be successful in this sport. Not just this sport, but any sport, right? Any any sport, any remit, 
the people that are successful are the ones that are obsessed with their craft. And if you want to be successful, you have to be obsessed. But that is it for me, guys. Enough of my rambles for another week. As I said, we have another two athletes competing this weekend. Uh, you know, for our season down south starting. It's already started in England, of course. However, um, I've not been down south. I've had a couple of athletes compete. Dan did PCA Saxon, Gabrielle did PCA Southwest, but I've not attended a show yet down south myself. So that's what I mean as in like, okay, that's starting for me now. But um, if you're thinking about competing tail end of this year, you really need to start dieting as of now. There is still space to join the team. However, if you're thinking about next year, which is probably where you're going to go because you want an improvement season first, please do get in touch today. We do have spaces and all you got to do is drop me a DM on Instagram and we'll go from there. But wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.